Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening, the last Sunday before you will hear things that are true. We have arrived at college football season. Glad that you're joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Well, thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hazelhurst. You know, I like hazelnut in the the albino squirrel, I think, has the hazelnut. Yeah, yeah. We could work something out there. That's brusel nut, right? Yeah, that might be. I'm sorry, brusel hurst. Brusel nut. Wow. (laughs) That sounds like a condition. What's wrong with that guy? He's got brusel nut. That's why he's looking funny. Ah, yeah. I stopped in hazelnut. That's what it feels like to be a Mississippi State fan (laughs) sometimes. That's how I felt at the end of the uh, 1997 Egg Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and every subsequent loss yes, in every yeah. sport. Followed. I got Hazel Horse uh, on the brain. I stopped for gas there on uh, on Thursday. Anyway, wherever you are in our fine state, you can always have Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and uh, order it for shipping. It'll bring it right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on your counter, they got coffee for you at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, we're only a couple days away. I mean, we're six days away as you're listening from the, from the start of Mississippi State football. Please do yourself a favor, all right? If you're a grown man, if you're an adult, you're in your 40s or so, and you're putting on that maroon is all that matters t-shirt, your kids hate you. It's like, I, I hate going to the games with dad. He still wears that ratty t-shirt from 2000, whatever, from before I was bored. We, we, and we might have to replace that with the... Uh... Hey, Houston, you've got a problem shirt. If anybody, if I ever see anybody wearing one of those, I'm going to say something. I'm going to be like, I need to speak with you. But anyway, <laughs> private. I got an easy solution. Go to College Corner and get something new, something awesome, something great. And look, I know there's a lot of talk right now about the Banner Rim. Not everybody's a fan of it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Plenty of options on the M over S, Script State, all that stuff at College corner two locations to serve you in the jackson area they're originally by fleet feet they're flowed by the half shell you know i shop online at collegequarterstore.com humble taco going to be a busy week for those guys i know nobody gets looks forward to the start of football season more than our local restaurants this friday and saturday humble taco with that big patio and the weather i'm not trying to jinx it robbie i'm not trying to jinx it but like the low is in the like the high 60s for saturday Ooh. night Ooh. We could have some good weather this weekend. That means it's time to go out and enjoy yourself at Humble Taco. Sit out there on the patio, grab a margarita, 
and grab some chips and salsa and some fantastic Mexican food, the kind you can't get anywhere else. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's only at Humble Taco. Firehouse subs for lunch? That sounds like a great idea. Download the free Firehouse subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And you pick up your order, and you've picked up reward points so that your next sandwich might be on the house. Also, make sure you follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter, at Firehouse Subs. They're always doing great deals there as well, and you don't want to miss those. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It's Firehouse Subs. Probably we have one team left on our SEC preview series. It just happens to be the team that we cover. That's the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We went into some detail on Friday show with the uh, the media poll, some uh, just some some thousand thousand yards overhead view kind of thing. But now it's time to really break down this team and let's talk about what Mississippi State's going to be uh, in twenty twenty two. I think we all feel like this is an improved football team. They have depth, they have talent at the key positions. They are obviously in good shape at the most important position, that being quarterback. The Mike Leach trend of improvement, you know. Since seems to be in place here. But there are also still questions about this team. What is your absolute biggest question, and what is your biggest area that you are not worried about at all with this team? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I guess my biggest question is, will the offense take that next step and be more consistent um, and more productive as far as the scoreboard's concerned. They didn't mm-hmm. have trouble putting up the yards, getting first downs, things like that. But, I mean, how many times did we come out that, in, you know, at a game and watch that offense go three and out in the first possession or turn the ball over, get off to slow starts? Can that offense be a consistent force night in and night out for Mississippi State? Because I, I really feel like the defense is going to be able to keep them in ball games. But that offense, really, I mean, it's Mike Leach. Like, you expect to score a lot of points. You expect for, to throw for a lot of, of yards. That offense should take that next step this year. You got a bunch of guys that are in year three under Mike Leach. That should be a an improved offense. And if you're an improved offense from last year, then you're talking about the question that we get on the rumblings uh, the other day about, you know, can that offense be, you know, a 35-point-per-game scorer? And, you know, I think they, they possibly can. But there's got to be some more consistency there. There was so many games last year where they were just inconsistent offensively. You know, you had the, the A&M and the um, – I guess it was the Arkansas game that they were pretty darn good all game, Kentucky game. But then you had some of those games like LSU where they were just bad in the first half. You know, La Tech, they were just bad in the first half. Mm-hmm. Memphis, they struggled in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They've got to be the same every game, at least you know, consistent enough to to uh, give the defense you know, a little bit of a break. I think. And then I guess my my bet my my the thing that I'm that I feel the most confident in is probably the uh, the front six of the defense. Mm-hmm. I think the defensive line and the linebackers are going to be really good. It's interesting to me that what you're talking about for for Mississippi State in terms of being you know getting starting faster and being more consistent early is kind of a a euphemism for the whole season. You know, you think about to last year, and you had to do that come from behind victory uh, against La-, La Tech, which you know had people rattled. 
Then you played a good game against North Carolina State, but then you lose back-to-back games, and so you start the season off two and two. And there was a lot of you know they they they're better than their record kind of conversation about Mississippi State in that first month of the season. This month you have three non-conference games, and you have a trip down to Baton Rouge to play a team that, quite frankly, is in flux a little bit. And you get them early enough that you should be able to to to, to you know the talent gap between you shouldn't be as, as big. So, you know, the fast start you're talking about offensively, I totally agree with you, by the way, that, you know, State last year, every game, it seemed like struggle just to get the car started. Once the car started, they ran they ran fine. But, man, just getting that engine going took, took time. But that's almost like a metaphor for what this team needs to do. They need to get off to a fast start. They need to be 2-0. and They really need to be 4-0. But 3-1 and is probably good enough. But they need to be that. You know, they can't afford a slip up against Memphis, against Arizona, and then we'll see what happens with LSU. My two things are this, and it's kind of interesting you talked about the offense. My, the guy, I have complete faith in Will Rogers. That's the guy I don't have the questions about. I know Will Rogers is going to deliver close. I think I, I've got him over 5,000 yards. I think we, we talked a little bit about this, uh, this make a wish thing that he's got going, which is really, really cool. Um, if you, if you missed us talking about it on Sports Talk Mississippi, uh, Will has entered into an NIL deal with a company called Simmons Erosion Control, and they are going to donate $1,000 to make a wish for every touchdown he throws this year. Well, I'll go and tell you, I think they're going to be on the hook for about forty grand. I mean, that just feels like a normal. So I think Rodgers is going to have a, a huge season, silence some of his critics this year. But at the same time, you know, my, my biggest question is the offensive line. Now, I feel like I've answered some of those questions. I feel like I've seen them in practice, and they've been better. I like the group they have out there, but it, there is something to the idea that you know Dollar Bill, when he was recruited, was supposed to be the tackle of the future, and it's taken him what five, four or five years to get here, and we've never really seen him perform at that high of a level. And now we're saying go replace maybe the best offensive lineman in Mississippi State history. Yeah, that's a big that's big shoes to fill, and I hit now he's a big man. And I, I feel confident in Mason Miller's ability to put a quality offensive line out there. But I, I got to see him go out there against other pass rushers who are bringing everything and, and see how he does. So that, you know, the offensive line is my question. My, my, I, it's sort of weird. That, like, I feel great about the quarterback position. It's kind of an if, right? It's like if the offensive line is good, then Will Rogers will be fine. So, yeah. so that I think it's interesting that, in, you know, you said they, that they were the thing you were the, most positive about neither one of us question this defense as we've we've gotten closer to the start of the season maybe it's just a uh, you know a hype effect but i have gotten more and more excited about what how good this defense can be yeah i agree you know i think it's just i think it's the fact that you know that the offense is going to be solid and you know that there's only like a few plays in this in this scheme so you know those guys are in their element right now they're most of those wide receivers have been here for three years or at least two years, and they're in their groove right now. They're running the routes. They're running the concepts. And the defense has been there step for step with them the whole time. I, I've never been worried about the offense, even when they, quote, unquote, look bad in that scrimmage, um, that first scrimmage that we were able to see. I've not been worried about this offense because I think it's, it was speaking more about what the defense was doing more than the offense struggling. Jackie Matthews has been outstanding. Their safeties have been outstanding this year. Uh, the cornerbacks, DCAM and Emmanuel Forbes, have been really good. Uh, the front six has been really good. So 
you know, I, I think it speaks more of the talent that has been accumulated on that defense and the guys that they've added in the back end the last couple of years that this defense should be significantly better. And I think that's that should be something that's exciting for Mississippi State fans this year because I, I really believe this group has has a chance to be the best defensive group they've had since that 2018 year. I mean, that's high praise right there, but and I don't think they're anywhere in that realm, but I, I right. do think it's it could be well, the best that they've had since. I think what really helps them with this is depth. Now, they don't have superstars on this defense. There's no question. There's no Simmons, Sweat, Abram, anything like that. I was thinking about that today. There's there's not anybody that I just look at today, today, and that started this season and say, that guy's a for sure first-round draft pick. But I feel like there's a lot of third- and fourth-rounders out there, and Mississippi State can survive just fine and thrive. With, with those kind of players. Um, you mentioned the, the cornerbacks. You know, that went from a position where you think about last year, right? And how much that was like, gosh, if, if Emerson or Forbes goes down, State's going to be in a world of trouble. And now it's turned into there's good depth at that position. And that's, that's a good job of the coaching staff of going out and hitting the transfer portal and finding a couple of guys. But they've also turned to Cameron Richardson and developed him in a year and turned him into a solid football player, and I think he's going to be a solid starter uh, for Mississippi State. All three levels of this defense, I feel, have talent and have depth, and that's 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 such a key thing. It, it's it's great to have a starting eleven that's full of good players, but those guys have got to be able to cycle in and out. And I'm not definitely not advocating for a one A one B or anything like that, but I am telling you that you know when you have depth, that's what makes great defenses. You can be good with just a good starting eleven. But when you have you know a two deep full of guys that you trust out there, that's when you have a great defense. So I, I feel really good about that. From a special teams perspective, that was a big concern coming into the offseason. And again, State did a good job in the portal. Special teams is going to look completely different than it was a year. New kickers, new punters. And then you've got the, the guy who I think I'm, we're all excited to see with the ball in his hands, Tulu Griffin. We'll see how many teams decide to give him that opportunity. But Special teams is, is a bit of a question mark. Again, we need to see them doing it in games to feel totally confident about them. But Biscardi is a former Groza Award finalist. Um, I mean, I feel pretty good about you know his ability to, to just be a normal kicker. State was 14 of 25 kicking field goals last year. Nobody's saying you got to be 25 of 25, but you need to be 20 of 25. Yeah. I feel like you can get that with Biscardi. And like I said, I've said before, like you just you need him to be about automatic from like 40, 45 yards in. Yes. You don't have to. Be, I, I don't know how many field goals Mississippi State's going to kick from 55 yards. But I, this I would imagine like, it's not many. Mike Leach is the type of coach that would go for it in that situation. If this guy is like, you know, 12 for 13 from inside 40 yards, I feel pretty good about Mississippi State this year. Yeah, I would too. You know, I, I just. Inside 40, you should be automatic. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I mean, I think that's the big question is can State be really, really consistent on what you would consider, you know, the makeable field goals? Because um, it's not the long field goals that hurt them last year. They were missing field goals from inside 35 yards, inside 40 yards. And that those were the ones that were, that were hurting them. So, I don't know. Well, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. We will. We will see what happens. Who will you, do you think will be the most improved player on this team from a season ago? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
I feel like there's an easy Caleb, answer. Caleb Ducking. That's the easy. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That that's probably the guy that I would go with just because he didn't hardly play last year and now he's the unquestioned starter. So yeah, that that would probably be my guy. On defense, I think Nathan Pickering has a shot. Um, I don't think it's I don't think Jordan Davis is one to use because he was out. Um Deshaun Page has a shot. It's a good th- those, those are some guys. Those are some guys to look for. I think ducking is like you said the obvious answer uh, because of, he has not contributed much, and he the buzz on him is incredible. Again, you know I think it's silly that we had somebody on on twenty four seven saying another Michael Crabtree. Let's 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 not let's just not. But he's going to have the opportunity at the start of this season to do what Makai Polk did a year ago. And it's just, it's up to him to take that. Um, apparently, you know, it's, it's sort of the same thing. And maybe this is the guy we want to talk about is Dollar Bill, a guy who's been on campus now for four years and is really, I mean, he's done nothing. He had nine catches in his career. And now we're talking about, he might have nine catches in the first game. You know, yeah. if, if he, if he, if he's getting the same kind of numbers that Makai Polk does for me, and this is the guy that I, I listed as my leading receiver and not that he didn't have a good year last year when he got the opportunities, but I think Tulu Griffin is going to take a big step forward this year. I think they're going to do a better job of getting him the ball because he is the most explosive guy on the team. I, I think you're going to see a lot of screens, a lot of short passes that he can turn into big plays. <clears throat> and then, you know, what, I guess it remains to be seen what he can do for MSU in the return game. But I know that teams are going to avoid him. And usually when you're trying to avoid a guy in the return game, that's how punts get shanked. That's how punts go out of bounds before you really want them to. So, you know, just having him back there is going to be a plus for field position for Mississippi State. And when you're a Mississippi State offense that isn't predicated on big plays, that you're a a grinded out through the air kind of offense, it really shouldn't be the air raid, right? It should be the air grind. I think think we might need to, we might need to patent that one. Um, But, you know, there's just a huge difference in starting on the 40 versus starting on the, the 25. That 15 yards is just massive, absolutely massive to you in every in every way. That's you know something they call it hidden yardage when they when you look at uh when you look at football games. So I think Tula Griffin is the guy for me for offense. Defensively, Nathan Pickering. I feel like he the the, the potential is finally going to get unlocked this year. I think he's he's set to have a monster year and be you know when, when he signed with Mississippi State, he got I mean Again, this is why I don't like labels and I don't like calling people the next, but I'm fairly or unfairly, everybody's like, that's the next Jeff Simmons is Nathan Pickering. And it hasn't worked out that way for him. But the talent is definitely there. So I think this year, you know, especially if we're talking about Crumity being out for an extended period, which we haven't re- received any kind of information on. Mike Leach's press conference is Monday. I'm sure Robbie or somebody else will ask the question and it will be avoided. Just know that going in, we're not going to get any clarification on that. Comedy will probably even be on the depth chart if I had to guess. But yeah, we'll never know. I mean, it could be it could be the last game of the season he hadn't played yet, and we'll still. Ah, well, we'll a, see. Yeah, yeah, we'll never get a full answer on exactly. that. That's just but not Leach's thing. I think Pickering is a guy who could take a, a huge step forward um, in twenty twenty two and and become that star player that we all thought the Mississippi State was getting when he signed with the Bulldogs uh, as part of that that much ballyhooed. I don't use that word enough. Uh, 2019 class that Joe Moorhead signed, uh, his uh, his second year. And you know now he's he's going to be in space a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a extremely talented big guy. 
you know, he's, he's played nose tackle for Mississippi State, and when he's been in the game, he's been very productive. When you look at his stats in comparison to the games he's played and at the position that he's playing that, I, I think that he's he's a playmaker. He's a guy – and he's not Jeffrey Simmons, but he's like Jeffrey Simmons in that he impacts the game in a positive way when he's in there. Um, and so now to put him up against a, a tackle that he might can uh, – you know, he might be bigger than some tackles. He might can muscle some of those guys around, but he's also agile enough to get around the guy and be, you know, a bit of a pass rusher with Crumity out with him playing that position – I'm really interested to see how that works out. But I, I think that he could be very productive there on the outside. I agree with you 100%. One more thing before we go to break. Let's talk about Will Rogers. Both of us, I mean, even though you say, I think you were under 5,000 in your prediction, you're not far under it, right? You're probably around the 47, 4,800 yard mark. You're probably thinking around 40 touchdowns. Yeah. What, what does Will Rogers have to do? Is it just about wins to, to, to break down his critics? Because the numbers are going to be there. Is it just about getting Mississippi State to nine wins and people will say, okay, he's, he's good? Yeah, I think that's that's what's going to have to be the case for Mississippi State wide receivers and quarterbacks moving forward. You're going to have to have a, um, you know, Washington State 2017. Was it 2017 when they went 11? 10 or 11 uh, yeah, games? 2018. With Mark 2018, 2018 with Minshew, yeah. That, you're going to have to have a year like that. Where you're, and when that happens, I think that Mississippi State will take the college football world by storm because people are going to be all in on, on Mike Leach. You know, he's going to be fun and quirky again. Uh, you know, pe- Mississippi State's going to turn into that, you know, how 2014 was, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wanted to cheer for Dak. Will's going to be a guy that's going to be very likable for the national media, but it's like, it's like no in between. You know, it's either Mississippi State is trash, nobody cares about them, or, you know, they're, they're you know, a team that's one of the talks of college football, like they were when they got on Sports Illustrated twice in 2014, 2015. So I think that, you know, Mississippi State is has nine or ten wins. I think that Will Rogers is going to get the credit that he deserves. And what's strange about that, you know, if they have seven or eight, I don't think anybody's going to be really talking about him nationally. Um, and it's a shame because what he's doing, I think, deserves credit. Um, and the type of leader that he is, the type of kid that he is, it deserves a spotlight, and it's just not getting it. Um, and I think that's going to be a product of Mike Leach's offense. That you're going to have the the naysayers that that believe that it's just a, this just the offense that's doing this. Yeah. Anybody can can handle this and do what Will Rogers is doing. In reality, that's that's just not true. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you that it, 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 unfortunately, when you're a quarterback, you know, wins and losses are really all that matter. You know, I think people look at a guy like a, a quarterback who's throwing for fewer yards and fewer touchdowns, but if their games are getting won, it doesn't even matter how they get won. I think that's part of the reason, not that he wasn't a, a good player, but Wayne Madkin is held in such high regard, right? Because he won the West and the next year they won 10 games. But how many of those games was Wayne Madkin winning for you? You know, a lot of times it was a run, JJ Johnson, his first year as a senior. And then you know, the defense, defense after that. Mm-hmm. But wins are what you know quarterbacks for. Will Rogers needs to get more wins this year if he wants more respect. I mean, it really, it really kind of is that simple. Let's break down the schedule a little bit. We'll do that in just a second. First, let's move on into the uh, second half of the show. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. 
I'll have some beef for dinner tonight. We're making a little pasta, and there obviously there's going to be some uh, some beef in that. You know, it's just I'm not that I'm Italian or anything. I'm just saying, you know, just doing the thing with my hands, and we just go mm-hmm. from there. And if you you're cooking out Italians. this weekend, that's right. If you're cooking out this weekend, if you're tailgating at Mississippi State, or if you're just cooking at home, put some beef on the grill, man. Nothing will go better with kickoff, especially if you're at home. If you're at home and you're, the game's about to kick off. Think about it, you know, 6.30, you, you turn it on and the cowbells are ringing and you're excited. Oh, and there's a giant ribeye steak in front of you. It doesn't get any better than that. So when you head to the grocery store, when you head to your local butcher shop, you want to pick up some red meat. That's the best way to help your family and to help our Mississippi beef providers in this state. Nearly 16,000 of them doing half a billion dollars worth of agribusiness every year. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Gee, I wonder if anybody's going to be at Two Brothers this weekend. I wonder if that place will be buzzing. I don't. I don't know, man. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. I guess. No, we we know we know here on Sunday. That's Friday, Saturday. If you want to eat at Two Brothers, you better get there early. Or you better be willing to stand in line because everybody knows the secret's out. That's the place to go. It's the best place in the Cotton District to head over, grab a meal, grab a great seat out there on the patio. Again, and the weather's supposed to be decent. And of course, the food is way beyond decent at Two Brothers. It's the best in town. Not just barbecue either. It's smoked southern soul food in the heart of the cotton district at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is something every business promises you. Advantage Business Systems promises to deliver it to you. And it's really simple how they do it. They keep it simple. They're local, you're local, and that's how it works. When you have a problem with something that Advantage Business Systems has sold you in the past, you're not dealing with an out-of-state technician or an out-of-state consultant. You don't have a, a call center where you're talking to somebody across the country or across the world. And a lot of times you're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi. That's how you know you're getting the business, you're getting taken care of. You're dealing with your neighbors, somebody who lives in this state just like you. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems promises you with every sale. Call them at 601-362-9192 or find them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So I think we both had Mississippi State 8 and 4 on the projections. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So what are your losses? Um, LSU. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me pull up the schedule real quick. My bad. Oh, I'll tell you mine while, while we're going here. My, I think we may have the same four then. If LSU, LSU, Kentucky. Yeah. Alabama, Georgia. LSU. Kentucky. You and I both had Kentucky, right? Yes. Okay. So we, I guess we don't have any any difference. Yeah, we have the same well, four. You, that's, that's interesting. Well, you said you said uh, State beats Ole Miss, though, right? Right. So you have State 7 and 5. I think you may have messed up. Let me see. Unless you think they're going to beat LSU. Three, four. Yeah, I guess I. I guess they are seven and five. Oh my! Oh, I've screwed up. You, I've even you have the ruined the poll. integrity of the media poll. I don't know. I don't know where uh, where I went wrong you, on that. You just you just forgot about Ole Miss, which is fine. It's no big deal. Or I forgot about Georgia or something. Uh, maybe so. So you've got them seven and five. I've got them eight and four. We have the same wins and losses, except that you are adding the egg bowl. Is that that's accurate? Yeah. So as of right now, I've got the egg bowl. And so that's 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 been my toughest one. I think that's a matter of projection for you, though, because you can't you can't tell me that right now, as we sit here on August twenty eighth, you don't have more questions about Ole Miss than Mississippi State. What you're saying is that they'll figure it out and they're they're a better team once they do. 
I just, you know, at that when that game's played, mm-hmm. I don't think there will be that big a difference in the rosters. Um, and I'm giving them benefit of the doubt with Lane Kiffin. Um, because I, I, I really, I all the I really, respect Ole Miss has gotten this offseason is due to Lane Kiffin. It is. It's, it, it absolutely is believing that Lane Kiffin runs a system that is very, um, good to quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the running backs they have in place is going to allow them to be good enough. I don't think either one of those quarterbacks are as good as Matt Corral, but, can they run that system and be effective? I think they can, but there's still some big question marks about them. I've, I'm a little higher on some people, but at the same time, I believe that they're going to have a bad end of the schedule, and I think that could play in the Mississippi State's favor. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I'm only giving, I'm giving Ole Miss and Kentucky wins over Mississippi State because those games are on the road. That is the only reason I'm projecting either one of those teams to beat Mississippi State. Which of, of your, you know, Alabama and Georgia, we're going to just take them out of the equation for a minute here. Of the other three remaining games, which, which game do you – you said that Ole Miss, I think, in, in, your, uh, in your media poll, that's the one you think has the best chance to win? It was either Ole Miss or Kentucky. Well, I, good news, I, I have it have, right here. I have, yeah, you'll have to look. I'll have to look now. Uh, let's see here. Robbie Falk, Starkville Daily News, 24-7 Sports. Ole Miss. Is the game? Okay. I think so, either one of those games, Kentucky or Ole Miss, could go to Mississippi State's way. So it's interesting. You think LSU is is probably the most sure loss outside of Alabama, Georgia? Yeah, uh, outside of the outside of the grouping of Kentucky and Ole Miss and LSU, I would say LSU would be the m- more sure loss for Mississippi State. That's interesting. That's an interesting, you know. Like Again, based on based on the fact that it's at Tiger Stadium and it's just very difficult. Oh, I get to it. In there. I, I don't, trust me, I get it. I mean, I'm picking LSU, but I would tell you, I think State, as it stands today, has a better chance to beat LSU than they do Kentucky, is what I would say. And then I, I don't have Ole Miss, obviously, um, as, as one, of, one of my choices. Three, so that would be a 3-1 and one September, a 2-2 two and two October, and a 2-2 two and two November for you. For me, it would be 3-1, and 2-2, two and 3-1. Two, and one. Um. If you're trying to break it down by the month or break it down, you know, into four four games at a time, your scenario is interesting to me because seven and five with an egg bowl loss. That's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow for Mississippi State fans, and it's going to be put it's going to put a lot of heat on Mike Leach going into year four. My scenario, everybody's happy. That would be a very tough end of the season for Mississippi State. Um, because you know you got this, you got all this uh, experience. You got some good talent. You're going to lose some of these defensive guys in the off season. Um, this is the time to to beat Ole Miss and get to those eight wins. And Ole Miss is, I, I think, Ole Miss is going to be reeling a little bit coming into that ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel just over the moon confident about that game, picking that game, picking Ole Miss right now. You know, I'm just – until Mike Leach beats Ole Miss, I mean, it's hard for me to project. It's, it's kind of like that. my thoughts on the Kentucky game. Um, until it happens, I, it's hard for me to project Mississippi State to win that game. But I, th- I th- do think it's a winnable game. It's just I, I want to see it happen. Yeah. But yeah, because they have – after that Auburn game, which they have a chance to, to start 
like eight or eight. What is it like eight or eight and zero oh? for for Ole Miss? Yeah, they legitimately could be. They could be uh, seven and zero. Oh. They could be I seven think, or eight and zero. Oh. I think because I think they play Auburn before they play LSU. Or am I wrong on that? You're right. So they could they could go into that LSU game seven and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have um, them. So I have them six and one. I have them losing to Kentucky. But and then you've got LSU and A and M on the road. Mm-hmm. You got Alabama at home. Mm-hmm. You got Arkansas. Arkansas on the road. Brutal, brutal four game stretch. And then Mississippi and State. Then, and you finish up getting. I mean, you're getting. Arkansas is going to be um, Smash Mouth. Yeah. Alabama's going to be Smash Mouth. Back to back games where you're just getting bludgeoned up front. And, on and both you play sides Arkansas, and then you have a short week. Yeah. And you where Mississippi State plays Tennessee East. State, and they should be able to rest a lot of guys. I mean, yeah. you remember last year, Will Rogers played well into the third quarter. I could be seeing them. I could see the starters coming out in the, four, the second quarter yeah. easily if that game is in hand, which it should be. I mean, I, like the more I look at this, like I'm feeling, I'm feeling less and less confident about the Egg Bowl for Ole Miss, just because. I mean, that I, is a brutal stretch. Three out of three out of four games. We, on we've the said road it on this show, and I said it. I said it on Sports Talk Mississippi last week. There's a lot of we believe to that season. You play a really easy schedule and get yourself going. You think you're going to have a big year. And then you run into reality there at the end of the season. So it absolutely looks like 2012 Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah. Um, for Ole Miss fans, the hope is by that point you've got a quarterback that's got mm-hmm. a lot of confidence and right. probably the Jackson Dart. Yeah. And you got a lot. I mean, you're you're feeling really good about yourself. And th- and at that point, because they have some talent, they they have some really good talent they brought in from the portal that I think can be competitive with these other SEC rosters. But I mean, how is that? How are they going to mesh? Who's the quarterback? You know, who, are they going to be able to? Establish the run so they can open up those big pass plays. I mean, I think they're going to be good on offense, but there are definitely some question marks, and we won't really know about that Ole Miss team until probably yeah. that Kentucky game. Probably not for Mississippi State. Okay, well, answer that about Mississippi State since that's who we're we're trying to stay in depth here. When will we know about Mississippi State? I feel we're, we'll start to really learn about that team after the LSU game. Okay. First time going on the road in um, a raucous SEC type environment against a team that's going to have the talent, um, and I, I think we'll learn a little bit about them against Arizona too. I mean, I still think that that's going to be a challenge, just because it's on the road, weird timing, in a different part of the country. I, I think it's going to be tougher than people realize. But after that LSU game, you know, State comes out of that thing three and zero, possibly. I think you're you're starting to feel really good about this team. If they come out of that thing one and two, there's a lot of trouble ahead. Um, so I'm, I think it's really important for State to start off strong with the schedule that they have coming up. Because I mean, after that Bowling Green game, you got a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You got A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama. Yeah, the month of October very tough for Mississippi State. Very maybe tougher than anybody else in the country. And then your first two games in November are Auburn and Georgia. So. Yeah. And I think that's I think it's why it's, it's, you know I, I don't think people are down on Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I think that schedule just looks so daunting. It does. I mean, you just you well, a lot of people believe that State is going to be better than they were last year, but and I've heard the arguments too. You know, the schedule is about the same as 
it is any other right. years after George is added. But I do think that the way it's set up is a little different. So last year, State played LSU, uh, LSU, A&M, Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, but they had Vanderbilt in the middle there. Yeah. I mean, you have you have an entire month where every game is going to be a major challenge. Yeah. I mean, you're they're going up against right a, the second. All of them are you're either going up them. against, you know, like a, a top 10 team or a team that's, that's beaten you the last two years or a team that you haven't be beaten tough. at their place in almost 10 years. So the, the thing I take that, that has me thinking is because I hear people like, oh, you got to play Arkansas and they're going to be good. And they're, I mean, it, it feels like when people, and I'm not saying you're doing it, but a lot of people who are critics are saying, they say these things, and it's like they don't expect Mississippi State to be any better than they were a season ago. Like, right. Arkansas is going to be better and Kentucky's going to be better. Well, why can't Mississippi State be better? And I don't think Arkansas is going to be necessarily better. Right. I think, but they have, you know, they have a good coach and they have a good quarterback, so they just sort of go for I them. still think they're going to be solid. I just, yeah. you know, they, they lost uh, one of the best receivers in the country who was very big in their win last year against Mississippi State. So, I mean, I, I, State definitely needs more credit than what they're getting. I agree. I agree. One last thing before we get out of here, and our friends at Strange Brew will be happy that it's back. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. That's right. We got college football. That means somebody has to be held off the coffee. Coffee is for closers. It's brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Robbie, only a few games of note this week, so we'll just do the national one. Don't really have an SEC one. Give Vanderbilt a ton of credit. I did not see that coming. 63 points on the board. Fantastic work for the Commodores. I'm I'm feeling great they have a, they're going to win at least three games this year. Good job for them. <laughs> but no coffee for Scott Frost in Nebraska. Come on, guys. I, I know, no Irish coffee for that matter either. The countdown is on. We were talking, I was talking to one of my group texts, the class of 2018 for coaching hires might be the worst ever in the history of college football. Frost is still hanging on. Mullen's been fired. Moorhead's been fired. Chad Moore is fired. Jeremy Pruitt fired. Willie Taggart fired. They're all awful. All the big-name coaches that year were just bad. The best coaching hire in that group was uh, was Billy Napier, in my opinion. Matt Luke is in that group, too, so count him as, as you know, he's been fired. So it's just, just awful, awful. But Nebraska... They're, they're, the stat that keeps throwing, getting thrown around, 5-21 and 21 in one-score games under Scott Frost, that is saying you're poorly coached. At some point, it stops being a coincidence. It stops being bad luck, and it's just, this is the DNA of this team. They can't get it done. Well, that's on the head coach. That's on the head well, coach. I mean, two coaches that were way overblown that we tried to make the, the greatest coaches in the game. Mm-hmm were Scott Frost and mm-hmm. Tom Herman. Yeah. Tom Herman is now doing broadcasting for CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. Not even the main CBS. I don't mm-hmm. I think he's in CBS Sports. Yeah. And then uh Scott Frost is on going to be fired this year. The countdown's uh, on for him. And and we got to stop uh thinking Nebraska is just going to be this national it's over. Power. It's never going to happen again. Him, Brando, I, I loved seeing him getting uh, just obliterated on Twitter 
yesterday from what he said in 2018 about how Scott Frost is going to win multiple national championships. And he's so angry that people are, are retweeting that and bringing that back into the, uh, the forefront. Uh, just a, I mean, completely overblown coach. He was always overrated. And he's proven that Nebraska is never going to be what they were in the in the 90s or the last time they were actually good. Right. That, that program's done. They're not going to recruit the way that they uh, used to back in the day. They're, they're just not the brand that they think that they are. I agree. So, um, I, th- I mean, Simple. it is what it is. I mean, that it, it's just funny to see – you know, those guys were so over, like, you got to pay them $50 million. Yeah. Like, and now both of them are about to be unemployed coaches. Agree. Agree. So, sure no Scott coffee. Frost will go somewhere. No coffee with your corn in Nebraska this week. No coffee for them. Well, obviously, a full uh, session of no of coffee is for closers on next week's, on next Monday show, which will also include Tell em Falk, the return of Tell em Falk and the return of the things that are true. All right, so tomorrow we'll talk Mike Leach. He'll have his opening press conference of the season. Plus, Robbie and I will get the SEC picks uh, contest started. Can I make it two in a row over Robbie, or will he battle back and even the series? Wednesday, we'll have our first game week rumblings. Thursday, we'll talk about Memphis, the opponent preview. We'll try to get somebody on from who covers the Tigers. And then Friday, Robbie, you know what time it is. It's time for the three Ps. They make the return of the 2022 season. So a great week. It's game week. Let's enjoy it. And we hope to see you in Starkville on Saturday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.